Hi everyone, you're now listening to episode 70 of the Tilt to the Podcast, hosted by me, Tabriz. And me, Faisal. Welcome back, another week, another episode, episode 70. Yes, 70. Let's get straight into it, how's your week been? Yeah, it's been a good week. Overall, can't complain too much, except for, uh, as we'll get into a poor result in Middlesbrough, but we lifted it up at the end of the week. I'm just still gutted about my... Uh, Ten pound I lost on the Blue Boys, but we'll uh, we'll skim over that. Oh, your ten pound! I, I doubled it. I put twenty quid on. Yeah, and, but you, uh, you're, you're used to reckless bets, you are. And it's only twenty quid. I we mean, don't need to go into the two hundred pound on Tyron Woodley against Jake Paul, do we? Yeah, not, not that debacle. No, I thought we've we've put that well behind us now. But yeah, that was a very disappointing result, especially to then go on to Bristol City at home and beat them in the fashion that we did. But that is typical blues. Ups, downs, they're just that, that consistency. You don't know what you're going to get with the blue boys. Well, but we've got more today. We've sealed it on a high. And yeah, we've got inconsistencies now off the pitch, which we're going to get into. I think a little bit more than inconsistencies. These are straight. If, if there's any truth in these, it's not good. The old Put clown. The old clown has re-emerged, basically, and shown his ugly face. And I mean that in every possible way. Right. How's our week then been? Other than blues, barely standard. We didn't we couldn't get down to uh the Bristol City game, unfortunately. Typical. Again, I know, with the games we do miss, they always seem to be the best ones. So yeah, we missed the three goal thriller and what could have probably been six in that game. But uh we were we were out in the big smoke. Bottomless brunching, <laughs> were. drinking way too much, and calling it quits. Probably, probably a bit too early. Um, but you know, we are back. We are back. It don't stop us. Back and detox for the last whatever, two days. I know before we get straight back on it again. But uh, I think a quick, quick. I don't know how people are going to take it. You're either going to be absolutely buzzing. Or you're going to be distraught. But there's no episode next week. No episode next week. We will be back Tuesday the 25th. That is Tuesday the 25th of October. So next Tuesday, no episode. New episode, episode 71, Tuesday the 25th of October. Have to get that out of the way. And we will also do the shameless plugs now. and Get that out of the way so we can get into the juicy gossip. So get us on Instagram at the Tilton 2. Make sure you follow us. Yep. Twitter, Facebook, at the Tilton 2. And of course, our YouTube channel, our newly renovated, um, established YouTube channel now, hopefully. The Tilton 2. Like, comment, share, subscribe. New content is coming. If you haven't already, watch the video we put up. I think it was last week, wasn't it? Or the week before, maybe. Maybe the week before that, yeah. But um, yeah, we've got a new background, new and improved. So go over there, give it a like. Give it a comment and um, yeah, any suggestions on any content or videos you want us to shoot, by all means, drop a comment, drop us a DM. We're open to it. Oh, definitely we want that. So if you've got any ideas of anything that you want to see on YouTube, even on the podcast, new segments, anything like that, make sure you head over, slide into them DMs and let us know. All right. Let's get into the Blues news. And the first thing, very topical, fresh off the press, Boza Bassini 
has reared his ugly head again. Mm. So this morning, Talk Sport, Jim White, he's on air, says he's got a, 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 some, uh, a text or an email from, from Lawrence Bassini, Bozo Bassini, saying that he's back in, the deal's back on, he's about to complete the Birmingham City takeover and uh, the deal or the paperwork or whatever is with his solicitors. I don't know what that means, as if that's supposed to be a big thing, mm. but that's as much as we know. He said he apologised he couldn't join the show, which is absolutely gutting because it would have given us a load of content to discuss and talk about him probably melting on air again. But absolutely insane how he is even... He, he is even putting his name back out there after his outburst, his pretty much his meltdown on live, you know, broadcast. It's insane. And I think a lot of people swirling around thinking, well, Paul Richards and Maxi Lopez have got to say something. And the only thing I've seen, to be fair, is Tom Ross has come out and said on Twitter, stating that he spoke to Paul Richardson and Paul Richardson's basically, as expected, said that the claims are absolutely rubbish. Mm. And, uh, yeah, not to be believed. I mean, the problem we face is obviously last week, if you listen to the podcast, we we spoke about it and there's just been no changes for the last few months. You know, there's the same things what being reiterated. Yeah. The company accounts look the same. It's just Von Pitch who's got that, what, 21.6%. But we've known that. We've exactly. known that. So we've nothing changing. We've nothing official coming Literally from nothing. Richardson and Maxi Lopez. You know, I, I don't give Pacini credit at all. But at the same time, with nothing official on that side, and really when you'd hope it should have been by now in October, it's just annoying to see because I really hope there are no legs to it. Yet you can't categorically rule it out because nothing's official at the moment. So I don't know. There could be a dialogue. Who knows? I don't give Bassini credit at all, but I just don't know how he can put his head out so many times and... I don't know, not be bothered by it, I guess. He uh, is an interesting character. I don't, I, don't know. I don't understand how he gets the airtime, to be honest. Talk sport are looking at this I thinking mean, like, this is absolutely views all I mean, day. if he wanted to come on here... I'd have him on. I'd have him on. I'd it's have him on in a heartbeat. Clips. Yeah. I'd, be, I'd be selling the clips, you know what I mean? Like, I'd be, be, I'd be, I'd be, arm, in, I'd be arm in arm with him. Big thumbs up with a massive smile on my face and that'd be the thumbnail for the the uh, the podcast. I just think, yeah. After how any, much I've rubbished him. any um, broadcasters or any, yeah, any production team, he is an absolute dream I'd put to a, have I'd on. put a brand new fresh spread on for him, yeah. mate. Come on, Bassini. Step into the recording studio. Whatever you want, mate. Just get him on. It's an absolute, he's just a joker. Yeah, yeah. But it does. it is frustrating. It is frustrating. I just don't want him sniffing around the club. And I don't want to no, feel like it just rubbishes everything as well. Yeah. The, what we're yeah. doing on the pitch. We're, we're moving in the right direction. We've said it, the togetherness is in the club. And then you've got this absolute rubbish. This idiot in the background, you know, coming in, throwing his name around, that he's just doing it for his own ego, he's embarrassed yeah. or whatever, maybe he's like having an episode, I don't know what it is, it is just crazy. Yeah. If we were a bigger club, one, this wouldn't happen, but two, it'd have so many more eyes on it, it would be crazy, like it would be going fully viral, this would, it's just, it's just crazy, it is like a laughing stop, we've said it so many times, but 
Yeah, I mean, my frustration comes with like even earlier on in the week we had the club statement, which really, as we've come to know now, Birmingham City, they're not really much of a club statement. It's a statement of words that basically means nothing. We're no further forward. They've come out and spoke about the the ground repairs and what they said at the end of last season slash start of this season, basically, they've, again, gone back on when they were saying, you know, they hope to have supporters back in by the end of the season in the lower stands. And basically in this statement, they've said, right, well, work's actually going to start during the World Cup period and then it will on go in the summer next year and the hope is to get people in for next season. We said it, didn't we? We said the the the, the statement, like, again bringing it back to the end of last season start of this season that I can't and I'd be so shocked if fans were back in the ground at any point this season and yeah it looks like there's no way fans are going to be back and I wouldn't be surprised if it does seep into next season as well which would be a massive shame but but what I was getting at is you've got Paul Richardson Maxi Lopez Again, we haven't seen any more concrete news of them taking over. We know that there's a deal being had and hashed out, but man, we've not seen anything more permanent, yet they're evident and present within the January, well, not January, you know, the transfer window business. They're constantly at the training ground. It looks like at the ground, you know, having access. If there was no, if the deal for them wasn't going in the right direction, that wouldn't happen. But then, you know, We've now got Bassini coming in. Yeah. And just how how is this even given being given yeah. time? I mean, the only thing is, as much as I don't rate Bassini, as everyone doesn't, um, yeah, we're in the position where we can't categorically deny it. We don't know what's happening as per usual. So, um, yeah, take the news as you will, I guess. But it's uh, it's not pretty to see him hovering around still. No. No, it's not. And I just don't want to see anything derail the team because I'm, I'm sure it's not, but it is just annoying when everything seems to be going in the you know the right direction. The club is fun to be around again. There's a buzz and then you've got this stupid idiot. I mean, I just want to see him now get on TalkSport and let's see what he says. Yeah, exactly. Let's see another content machine. But uh, yeah, Bozo Bassini is back. Let's see where this twist and turns. All right, next bit of news that I saw and read, and it's hit me hard, very dear on my heart. Christian Bielik, potential for him to be recalled is what he is suggesting. He had an interview earlier again this week and basically mentioned that, yeah, potentially Derby might take him back in January. They're going to re-look at their loan structure and the way they're playing. And from what he says he believes that there's, there's there's potential that they could recall him mm. which I think I'd be surprised if there are any Blues fans out there who haven't been impressed oh yeah I think everyone don't has. see the value that Christian yeah. Bielik has brought to our team I think it's absolutely night and day with him on the pitch and without him he yeah. gives that foundation for our more creative players to 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 go forward and he links up play beautifully and breaks at play. He's yeah. literally, for me, like... Good on the ball, all of it. The all-round midfielder in the championship, arguably one of the best in the in the, in the championship. I genuinely think the only thing that I've, I've always wanted for us is to have him fit, because that's the big thing with him. But, yeah, for him to go back in January and play League One football... I mean, on the bright side, that's what he said, isn't it? 
Yeah, he wants to play you know, championship football, but championship, it's, as you can imagine. But Derby, but, League One Derby, are his parent clubs. Yeah. So, you know, it's out of his hands, which is fair enough. But, man, I think that'd be such a huge, huge loss to Blues. And, I'd, you know, again, filling that position, we're already fairly light in midfield when it comes I know, to senior players. Gardner, I guess. You know, but have. again, that's not yeah. the same player at, no, all. at all. We haven't got anyone in that team who gives us what Bielik gives us at all. So, yeah, I hope this story doesn't come true in January. I'm guessing it's probably going to depend where Derby is sitting in League One and if they're pushing up or not. But I hope, 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 hope Bielik doesn't get recalled and they want him playing at his highest level possible, even for just the World Cup. So, yeah, we will see. We will see. But, yeah, hopefully that one is not a story that comes true. Mm. Next, I mean, we're slowly, slowly moving into the games now that we saw this week, but we saw the reintroduction of Harley Dean. Harley Dean back in yeah. the first team picture and with an actual start. Last week we reported on him having, was it 60 minutes in under 23 yeah. games? And that was, again, didn't really have much for pre-season or a disrupted pre-season. And then, yeah, after that game, he's gone straight into the starting eleven, Straight in. So a bold move by... Uh, the gaffer but we'll get on to it a bit later but it had a solid game yeah, yeah. Had, a, had, a, had a massive game by the sounds of it so yeah. I think great to have him back I think it it gives us we said it last week gives us that depth that we've needed you don't need to have Colin exactly. you know wing Colin back filling in and you know we need that desperately and when we do get Nico coming back I think you know it just gives us even more depth there so, with with the championship season being so thick and fast, you know, it's so important. Oh, yeah. And you did see at Bristol City, or at home at Bristol City, the gaffer made some bold changes, gave some tired legs, you know, rest, and look, it paid off. Mm. So, we'll get on to that a bit later, but you know, a big point for me, Harley Dean is back in the picture. We're playing three centre-backs at the back now, which is always something. That if we're going to play that formation, I, I think know, we need to right play him through the middle. And, uh, yeah, as John Eustace said, the two athletes either side of him, Dion Sanderson and Trusty. Um, and then the only other point, mate, is, again, disappointing, but it is what it is. Dion Sanderson at Bristol, at home to Bristol, sorry, uh, picked up his fifth yellow card to his serving a one-match ban. So mm. we go on next weekend, or this weekend coming up, to the KCOM to face Hull City. And yeah, it's going to be without Dion Sanderson. So, Back as, to the as we were saying, <laughs> as you were saying, the issue of Maxine Collin filling in at centre back or a wing back or a, you know, a wing, well, left or right back. <laughs> oh <my laughs> Spit God. it out, mate. I know, get it uh, out. You know, filling in. We, we, we're going to go back to that. So, yeah, just a note no Dion Sanderson this weekend. Right, let's dive into the games then. The midweek fixture. Middlesbrough. We said it, didn't we? We bloody yep. called it. We yep. said, look, they've just lost their manager. It's just sat their manager, Chris Wilder. This is going to be the worst time to play Middlesbrough. I feel like they're going to give us an upset. And it's a game we we were screaming and shouting, we've got to win this game. We have I to mean, win this game. I mean, it was a game, game we were still confident about. I mean, we both yeah. put a bet on for it. Yeah, so exactly. And the odds... Yeah. 
the bookies smashed it really, didn't they? Because they were very enticing odds of home City supporters. Something like five to one, wasn't it? Yeah, I mean, I was sure that we would get a result. So I, I was, was sure. I put twenty quid on it. I was thinking, right, let's go for it. And uh, yeah, at humble pie to say the least. To say the least. And if we're being completely honest. That game was, again, another forgetful game for a Birmingham City supporter. Extremely Frustrating and forgetful. A couple of performers. I mean, first start with the Lionel, but there was a couple of performers that obviously we need to mention that, um, yeah, it just was not their night at all. Made for poor watching. And I think, yeah, it just got us off to the wrong start. But anyway, start with the lineup, I suppose. Lineup, Ruddy in goal. The back three, Trusty, Sanderson through the middle, Colin. Wing backs, Longello on the left, Jordan Graham on the right. Midfield, Bielik, Chong, Bakuna up top, Deeney, Scott Hogan. Yeah. So very standard. Pretty standard, And probably our yeah. strongest team you'd look at. Mm-hmm. So not thinking anything there. First half, we were just terrible. Yeah. We're completely I mean, off it. I think even their goal, they scored in the 23rd minute and it was so frustrating. It was like a corner. Yeah. And just like a goal mouse scramble. And just back of the net. And it's back like our players the... literally just turning around, watching, yeah. you know, didn't even know what to do with the ball, really. And their their striker, Akpom, Chewback Pom scored, just tapped it in, really. Mm. And from there, if we're being honest, I don't think we really gave them much of a threat. No, I mean, the main thing I want to say Second off a bit better, but yeah, go on. How poor Bakuna was yeah. that game he in looked particular. Poor. Yeah. Especially first half. I mean, yeah, just was not good. Um, and also Jordan Graham, I think, yeah, looked pretty poor. Both of those performances for me, especially in the first half, were just... It just showed... How do you say it? It just showed kind of like the mood or how the game was going to play out. I yeah, didn't it didn't really... feel like yeah we were up for it. No, it just seemed like a game we're playing and we're playing it poorly. Simple and I as think that, we made. It? I genuinely think we made Middlesbrough look really good. Yeah. Because I was saying it to you when we were watching the game. I was like, this, like we we're, we're not playing well. We're not playing well, and they're not really giving us that much of a hard time. But yeah. do we look like scoring? No. What are the key like takeaways from that? There wasn't really many. No. I mean, Bakuna, obviously, again, last week we mentioned he's come off the back of, you know, obviously a tough time. We stand by him and everything. But, I mean, coming into this game, he got subbed off at half-time. Well, I say half-time, literally just after the break. Hannibal yeah. comes in. But, you know, yeah. I mean, it just kind of solidified a poor performance for him. Hannibal came in, you know, I think Hannibal's always got a sprightly step in him, but yeah. again, not much was created throughout the game, yeah. really. No, it was, like I said, a forgetful game. I think the gaffer come out and said, yeah, you know, we were disappointed and unlucky to get a result, as in a draw. And I think the only reason you'd say we could get a draw there was because both teams are crap. Yeah, basically. To be honest, no, no one team really carved out any no. major, you know, or I think on the whole... All of the game, you wouldn't say, yeah, that team edged it. I wouldn't anyway. I couldn't make that. If I even get half a sniff, I can say Blues have edged it. I'll take it. But it was just a nothing game. And it was just disappointing. Because, again, we said it's a game that we needed to win. It's a game that, you know, you pick up points. Those are your bread and butter games. And then it's the games. Even Bristol City, you can argue, 
that's a game that you you know you know is a hard one. You're gonna have to see well can we can we can we get the result, you know, or can we get a draw, whatever. You know, those are the nice to haves really, aren't they? Mm. The teams that are you know higher up in the table, but yeah. And after that, mate, I was thinking because I even said it last last week, you know. Bristol City are the favourites, big time to beat us. Mm. So you're looking, are we going to get three points? Are we going to get a result after that shocker? And with tired legs, you know it. Eustace always goes on about it. Even Bowie used to go on about it. Those mid-week games, it's almost like, I'm not saying it's an excuse, but it will always come out on a Saturday. People will be like, oh yeah, with tired legs, we got this result. With tired legs, you know, we lost. With tired legs, we won, blah, blah, blah. So I knew, you know automatically it's then you know it's an even bigger fixture then it's you know can we turn this around let's yeah, get something yeah what? it's been a couple of weeks or what but, but i feel yeah. like we've been we've been even better on the road yeah. this season so even i'm thinking man you know are we going to get something against bristol city a good mm. a good set a good side and i think they were sitting at 11 for the when we were yeah, playing around the table yeah. yeah yeah so but Man. What was the most interesting, just on the preface of the game, was, as you mentioned earlier in the episode, quite a few changes to the starting lineup. Are we talking about Bristol City now? Yeah? We're talking about the Bristol yeah, City. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm going to go through it now. So if we move on to the Bristol City game, a lot more fun, a lot more exciting. John Ruddy and goal. Back three, Sanderson, Harley Dean, Trusty. Wing backs, Colin and Longello. Uh, in the middle, we had George Hall, Bielik and Hannibal. Up top, Hogan, Chong. It's already already noticeably you're seeing Bakuna on the bench. You're seeing Chong on the bench. You're seeing Deeney. Not, not Chong on the bench. Yeah, Chong, Chong was starting up top. You're seeing Deeney on the bench. Oh, sorry, Deeney on the bench. So, you know, huge, mm. huge change, really. You, you know, don't Graham expect... out of the team. Yeah, I mean, that needed to happen for me. Yeah. But, yeah. And, again, as we said, the big one that stands out to you is Harley Dean being pushed back. Yeah. I was, like, eagle-eyed waiting to hear, like, how he'd get on. And sounds like he had a really top, top game, to be fair. So, shout-out to Harley Dean coming straight back in. And, I mean, for him, it must be, it must be bloody good. Playing with Trusty and Sanderson, yeah. you got two, two solid like used to say, two athletes who can probably get you out of a bit of trouble. Anyway, oh, yeah, they can cover up mistakes for yeah. sure. You got two wing backs there who are actual wing backs in Colin and Longello. Longello, again, you think this is his first loan? He's had a disrupted pre-season, and he's come in and what? He's played the last three ninety games, right? Last three ninety minutes. Mm. And he doesn't look out of place. No. Always happy to bomb on. The midfield, I mean, I've said that I've wanted to see Hannibal actually start a game just to see how he can, you know, how he can play instead of just being that, you know, almost every time he comes on, he hasn't got long to go. And it's almost like, yeah, right, just see the game out kind of thing. And I think this game as well, from what I've seen, his energy was next to none, second yeah. to none. Next, next to, to none. none, I know, like as if he'd done nothing. I mean, like, he was just like an energizer bunny, covering every blade of grass, 
but in terms of impact in the game, I think he found it hard. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he looked. He looked obviously. We're looking at the highlights and stuff for the Saturday game, but he did look like it's undeniable on the ball. He's, yeah, technically he he's brilliant, technically and he's got he little got touches even throughout the game. Yeah, exactly, little touches, even some of the weighted passes he put through to like Chong. Yeah, and it's a other big players. thing. Yeah. He can he can get you in behind, especially if you're making the right runs, which was good. Um, I mean, to be fair, just overall, we had you know obviously fans messaging in saying what a good performance it was. People that were at the game saying, I mean, we had a couple. <coughs> excuse me, cool. we had a couple saying that. It was the best best game that they've been to in a while. Yeah. You know, the best showing in a blue shirt we've seen for a while. And to be fair, I mean, just going by the highlights, I mean, you look at the chances that were created, let alone the goals. I mean, first of all, the goal, you look at Trusty scoring in the third minute. I know. What had to what, set the tone. What happened to, you know, every game that we're there, we're saying just get it over the first man. Yeah. Just get it over the first man. And look, when it gets over to the back post, Great ball in by Chong. Yeah, his delivery was good all and day. Look at, and look at Trusty's got on it. Absolute bullet header in. Yeah. Cleared off the line. Well, he crossed the line, the line, yeah. But, you know, a great goal. I liked it as well, even in the celebration. You could see Dean made a point of telling Chong, great ball. Yeah. And, um, I mean, that just set the tone completely. Massively. Third really minute. Did. You know, the third minute in, great ball in. And then even, even with the second goal... I mean, I think that was from Hannibal's free kick. Yeah, it was. And again, it was a case of a great ball in, just into the danger zone, yeah. not into the first man. No, no, no. Clearly over the wall, into the back post. Some whip on it. Exactly, some whip on it. And, um, yeah, a bit of confidence to actually just boot it in there. Too many times we've seen the ball just gets the first man. and that's I know, it's so easily cleared. cleared. You don't even test the defence. Exactly, yeah. But yeah, that second goal, Trusty gets his head to it. Almost like it was planned. Hits yeah. the inside of post, comes straight back to him, he just hits it in. Yeah. So. Yeah. But, I mean, that's not even... Just And that was just before half-time yeah, as well. Yeah, and, and that's discounting some of the other chances we had. There was Chong through on goal. I know, yeah, you'd expect him to slot that I mean, in. Even, when even just to faint and take exactly, it past the keeper. Was, like, stuttering against the keeper, I thought, yeah. oh, he's still got this, but no. You expect him on another day to do it, but... For whatever reason, I guess you give their keeper applaud for that. I don't know. I mean, I think he could have done better. But either way, great opportunity to see. Yeah. Even Hogan, I think George Hall looked pretty good. George Hall, yeah, tell. especially he in the first half. Disruptive and getting some balls in. Um, and yeah, Hogan found himself in a good opportunity. Couldn't put it away. And that was just the first half. You know, you're looking at potentially 4-0 there. From mm. Good chances. Yeah, on another day, yeah. Um. And then, yeah, second half, I mean, we also looked good. I mean, Job came on, looked like he played a few passes. Yeah. Hannibal, I mean, again, being disruptive. Yeah, but, I mean, we just kept them at bay. Yeah. We kept basically. them at bay, Bristol City. We never let them get into their stride, never really got let them get into the game. They didn't have any shots on target in the 90 minutes, which again, oh no, sorry, they had one shot on target yeah. in the whole of the game. And for me, I think coming back from the Middlesbrough game, we saw, you know, look at how we went down. Lack of concentration, no real commit, not, you know, not commitment, but conviction in the corner. It's la it's it's then led to a goal mouth scramble and their strike has been quicker than any of, our, any of our defenders. This game, we were completely dominant in the air. Yeah. No, you know, 
to every first ball we won. And, you know, to, to, to get three goals as well from set pieces. I know, I mean, again, Anderson won and does at, a great yeah. corner. Yeah. Looked like it could from have Chong been dealt Lin. with by their keeper or what. I tried to see, you know, like what was yeah. happening in the goal mouth. But either way, right into the back of the back post, mm. easy just run on for Sanderson. Yeah, yeah. But again, it just comes down to getting a ball into the back post, getting it over the first man and looking at what it can create. You know, another day, yeah, potentially we don't get three goals from it. But either way, it's a lot more of a chance of scoring than literally every corner it feels like has been dealt with from our side. Yeah, absolutely. Um, this season so far. So, yeah, let's get some practice in there, please. Yeah. But, but um, that was that was a big point for me. You know, it's just happy that it's kind of like, right, you turn a page. Yeah. Again, you know, you've seen where... Areas that you'd done wrong against Middlesbrough, maybe you slightly, you know, not slightly, a lacklustre performance, and you know, noticing the areas where they could have done better. And again, Eustace said that after the Borough game. So to see us dominate in the air, you know, I don't think anyone can be disappointed yeah. with that. It's you know, showing awareness, and they've they've you know, they've been conscious of it and improved it. Longella looked decent as well. He looked did. Like he's coming so more said. into his stride. Yeah. I think another thing is, is again, you know, with having Dean in back in the squad, I genuinely think that that meant, or even to the gap, I felt like, right, we can switch this around now. We've got that back line. Let's give some of these other legs, you know, a rest. And I think yeah. it also sends out a massive, massive message, whether it is just because of the fitness levels, but being able to, 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 to bench Bakuna, a player who... You know, you'd be thinking he's probably going to start every single game yeah, if he yeah. can. And Troy Deeney, the club captain. Yeah. You know, you've benched both of them. So regardless if it's for quite tired legs, which probably is, and I'm sure it is, that's part of it. But also it's showing that, look, you play well, you're going to get your chance in the team and no one's safe. Yeah. And I think that's and huge as well. A good thing to see was, obviously Deeney came on, Juki came on, and Deeney almost got himself an assist. Yeah. I'm very surprised that... Juki hadn't scored that header. I mean, a good, still a good header, still a good opportunity, but a little outside of the boot cross. I know, it's a ridiculous Dini. pass when a little Luka Modric's and then ting. A great header, really. Juki, as yeah. always, has rose like a salmon. I know, doing what it he does just, best. Um, yeah, I guess yeah. a bit too much at the keeper, but can't knock it, really. No. You know, another great chance could have been taking us to 5 0. Um, <laughs> insane, isn't it? But yeah. Dini to see him come on we've already said he looks better this season even then though to come on and make a bit of an impact yeah good to see let's uh, massive hope that we can keep this depth and actually look good with it well yeah exactly we've got you know we don't have a midweek game now no. the next game Sunday the 16th away to um, to Hull City yeah Ryan Woods stomping ground now. I <laughs> know, oh, yeah. Mr. Woods, Mr. Woods. I'm just looking out the odds. Are we favourite to win? We should no. be. I mean, doing we're slightly, boring. slightly. They're 37%, we're 34%. Mm, they're sitting at 20th. Exactly, we're what 14th. Their last, their last five, they've got four losses, one win. Mm. So, yeah, I don't know how they work out these odds. I mean, for some of them, I'm taking them happily because I'm thinking 5-1 to one against Borough we should beat them but clearly I was a loser there yeah but yeah I mean it is a weird one when you look at the table to be fair because 
yeah, you can look at form and stuff, but because the points are so tight. Yeah, I mean, we're only two points. Exactly, we're only two points above Hull. Yeah, they're 20th and we're 14th. Yeah. And didn't I say this as well at the end of last week's episode? I said, the Borough game, I think it's going to be a big point where you can see if we turn the page or not. If we got three points against Borough, bloody hell. I mean, where would that put us? That would put us on 18 points. We're looking at 10th minimum. Yeah, which is, again, you know... Crazy. No, sorry, more than that, we're looking at 19 points because we only got we got zero points for that game. We lost. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, we're looking at eighth. I mean, the Bristol City performance massively made a big change. So, you know, we are onwards and upwards. Yeah. But it's just that still, you still have that yeah, motive. There's, you, you're never sure of if Blues are winning. I mean, you're never sure in football in general, but Blues genuinely, you feel like, I don't know what I'm going to see here. I don't know if I'm going to see a really good performance I'm going to be shocked. Exactly. Or I'm going to get a lackluster, lazy legs, you know, kind of tired performance. You just never know. Always keeps you bloody guessing blues. But, yeah, I don't think for a second this is going to be an easy one either. They've still got some some good players. See if Ryan Woods comes in and what he can do if he does play against us. Whenever we ever go up against anyone that's we've played against always feel like yeah they're going to turn up and they're going to have the bloody game of their life but yeah I mean it doesn't look like he starts just going for their last few games it yeah, looks yeah. like he gets subbed on basically like he did for us but he is a good sub that's the problem right. we've seen his passing anyway it's just whether they you know it fits their style of play but mm. either way it's not going to be an easy game and Blues are going to have to be on it we can't have another like Middlesbrough performance another Wigan do you know what I mean so again you can never, ever be sure of what you're going to see at Blues, but we have to carry that momentum. We have to, yeah. You know, we've That's said it so huge. many times now. It's coming to the point now where, I mean, obviously every game is, but I'm looking at this and I'm thinking a huge three points. Man, if you have a few three points, yeah. Exactly, yeah, and solidify. Yeah, like. exactly. Because it it's a disrupted season as well. Yeah. We've got the World Cup, so it's not like everyone's playing week in, week out, all the way through. So let's see. Let's see. Right, face, go on. Give us a scoreline prediction, mate. Hull I'm, City. I'm, I'm going to be very optimistic, especially coming off the back of um, the Bristol game. Like you said, I don't think we're plagued this season like we were last season with the away the away game. So I'm going to say, a, um, mm, do they get a goal? We get two. They get... Interesting. They get nothing. 2-0. I was literally... When I asked you the question, I was going to say 2-0 Blues. Yeah. I, was, I was teetering on 2-1, but you know what? I'm going to say 2-0. John Ruddy's done it again. There's no educational backing to that. That is no, just purely a feeling, a feeling. And an absolute hope and pray we can have a good performance and we can get more points on the board. Please bring it home, boys. Bring it home. Right. Like I said, there's going to be no episode next Tuesday. I know I can hear the broken hearts already. But we will be back Tuesday the 25th. And when we have a week off, it just means the next one's going to be even bigger and better. So episode 71 is out Tuesday the 25th of October. So make sure you tune in for that. That will not be one to be missed. We're going to have a few games to round up by that point. So definitely tune in and let's see where we are. I'm excited to record that already. Because again... Just that that short amount of time, I think we've got three games. So, come on, you blue boys. Right. Make sure you follow us. 
on our Instagram at the Tilton Two. Faze will take it over the others. Yep. Twitter, Facebook at the Tilton Two, and as mentioned before, the YouTube channel, the Tilton Two. It's coming. Comment, share, subscribe. New videos coming soon. We are we are in planning as we speak, exactly. and we are upgrading the audio. We're in the planning phase. Exactly. But um, yeah. If you like the content, obviously we had a video we put up. Our little combat video was what I think two weeks ago now, maybe last week. I'm pretty sure it was two weeks ago. But yeah, if you haven't already, give that a watch. Give it a like. Give it a comment. And um, yeah, follow us on any platform you feel. Absolutely. Exactly. Exactly. Right, again, no episode next week, but we'll be back on Tuesday the 25th. Let's have our fingers and toes crossed for the next couple of games, particular All Eyes on Hull. And let's pray that Bozo Bassini gets nowhere near the club. Until next time, again, Tuesday the 25th, episode 71. Keep right on. Keep right on.